on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. This man presented with <laughs> chronicle pickle, chron- <laughs> chronic pickle farts. <laughs> Upon X-rays, it revealed that he had five pecks of pickles up his ass. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it is episode 314. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we head off to Pizza Hut to earn the final star in our sweet book it pins when we read the newly discovered Necronomicon. In The Dead Shall Rise Again. Get it? Because it's 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 because we're watching a movie called Evil Dead Rise and it rise because it's dead. Oh, and, is- and 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 book it was sweet. Is that why you named it this? <laughs> All right. Nice. No, see, I'm on board now. Uh, you I thought get it was it. a stupid title at first. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I am you. Mark Hoppus. I am Pretzel Tom DeLong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pretzel Jim. That's Mike. <laughs> I wish Mark. So I wish Mark Hoppus was here. I'm so discombobulated right Ooh. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm good. What's going on? How you doing? Know, we're just watching uh, some new Blink. It's funny. I watched the um, part of that Coachella, like the very beginning of it. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I watched the whole thing because I'm a I'm fucking true blue, dude. I watched just the very beginning of it, and as soon as he started playing guitar, I'm like, oh, yes, Blink is back. Tom still sucks guitar, and he can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back, Blink. <laughs> That's part of their charm, though. I miss I miss Skiba. Listen, I know I'm, I'm part of the minority, but I think Blink was better for for skiba for a few years they really a, were it's not about if they're better or not mike <laughs> it's got it's got nothing to do it with it absolutely not i like matt skiba as much as everybody else i'm team skiba but so that's much. not blink 182 i like tom too don't get me wrong i i feel like though like they did like the tom thing for for years he's the original member right sure but then like when skiba came in they had two really fucking good records yeah. with him, and now they'll never play those songs ever again I feel like yeah. I feel like they should have done like a new era of Blink where they did it as a foursome. I agree. Like they should have done the foursome. Deal. I agree. I thought that would have been really cool. Or you have one-offs where it's like this is Blink with Skiba, this is Blink with Tom, or this is no Blink, none of that shit. Blink one eighty two plus, not plus forty four, but just Blink one eighty two plus. Blink right as a, as, plus a, as a as a four piece. Forty four. What would that be? <laughs> you get what I'm saying though, like. And then they could play, and then maybe you have like times where they play plus forty four songs, or they play boxcar songs, or whatever. Like it's like literally like they wrap their entire discography into this new four piece band. And they play fucking everything. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that'd be a really awesome thing to do, even if it was only for a couple years. Do you think that they even ever thought about that, or is it just like, no, Tom wants to come back, and now Tom can come back? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the band, James. <sighs> Well, Mike, you're a fucking <laughs> failure then. I know. All right. Sorry. Anyway, hey, what's going on besides Nothing. watching 
Coachella. Not much, man. I'm I'm craving some some pretzels. I haven't. What, what salty treat do you have for me this week? I haven't been this excited since seeing Zoe Dust Channel at the Catcherella Music Festival. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch good TV. I don't. It's, true. Um, it's from The Office. Nah. All right. <laughs> Pretzel Jim coming at you once again for, what is this, the 315th, 14th yeah. week in a row? My God. Yeah. How does he do it? He, how does he do how it? How does he do it? How does he find so many delicious pretzel snacks? Remember well, those sushi pretzels you had that one time? Yeah. Sushi sushi pretzels. What was that? Episode, it was our Godzilla episode. Yeah. So, you know. S- s- 38. Yep. That was the one. That sounds exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, All I'm right. Have to correct that now next week. <laughs> um, classic coming at you from Snyder's of Hanover. Okay. Why don't you? Why don't which you? We, why which, don't you hand them over? Right. Which we which we said were not the best pretzels. We established that two weeks ago. But. 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 These are the pieces which we did agree that they do well. That's true. This is they take those big. They take those oversized fat pretzels that yeah. nobody actually eats. Like, what are you no, doing? No. Like, don't. Does anybody eat those? The only time a pretzel should be fat is if it's <clears throat> soft and dipped in beer cheese. Yeah. That's give, the only give time. Give me that fat pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> right right in my mouth hole. Or if I put my legs behind my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Aaron calls a fat pretzel. <laughs> okay. So from Gross. Snyder's of Hanover, this is hot buffalo wing pretzel pizzas Ooh, not pe- pretzel pizzas. <laughs> pretzel pizzas pretzel pizzas i can't talk tonight i'm sorry like the uh little caesar's pretzel pizza um, which is fucking delicious by the way the speaking little caesar's of, one speaking of soft pretzels and nacho cheese hell yeah dog i can't eat pizza right now dog why can't you because i'm on a diet man I, dude, i'm getting married in less than six months and i'm not even on a diet why do you think i'm on a diet bitch i'm trying to look better <laughs> than you on your own wedding <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm so nervous i'm gonna cut my hair before the wedding and I'm so nervous that I'm going to cut it short, and then my face is just going to be fat as shit. Dude, it's oh, going to be hilarious. I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm going to work it. it into my co-best man speech. Oh, shit. Can I say that yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you yeah, already yeah. tell Vito? Yeah. You should reach out to him. And he's like, congratulations on being second fiddle with me. Congratulations <laughs> on playing second banana, bitch. Um, all right. Let's give these a try. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. No, I've actually had these before, so... It's the this first. No, uh, it's the first carbohydrate I've had all day. This is this is nothing new to me, and they're delicious. Yeah, I mean they're, they're fantastic. Their buffalo sauce that they use, their powder, whatever it is, is is subtle buffalo, mm. which I think works in their favor because it doesn't take away from the the whole of the pretzel. You know, that's the breed. The breed they use is it. It, it actually comes from the subtle buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah. The subtle buff. The subtle buffalo. It's um. <laughs> It's a it's from the Northwest Territories of, of America. The subtle yeah. buffalo. And that that's how it. they make this buffalo sauce. Mmm. And it is delicious. It is very good. Makes me want another beer though. Mm. Well, I'm still working on the gigantic glass of whiskey you poured for me. Oh. <laughs> I accidentally drank mine already. <laughs> so that's probably why I can't talk. Um probably. so anyway, yeah, those are delicious. Yep. Uh, Pretzel Jim nails it out of the park once again. Three hundred, three hundred fourteen weeks rolling. He really does. I mean, I haven't missed yet. Until next time, Pretzel Jim. Hey, see ya. Now Jim's back. Right, just <laughs> just regular old boring Jim. So what have you been up to, bud? Um, not much. Um, 
freaking out, <clears throat> like I said. Oh my god, these things are good, and I need to stop eating them while I'm talking. I'm getting married in less than six months, and there's so much to do. <laughs> like, I'm, Bro, like, freaking out about it. Like I told you earlier, me and Aaron waited until three months before the wedding to start planning anything. Oh, yeah. Even though we had a year and a half long engagement. And it turned out fine. Were they supposed? Well, I'm sure it will be. But... Were they supposed to have cranberries in my centerpieces on the tables? Yes. Did they put blackberries in there instead? <laughs> yes. I don't remember your wedding at all. And was like, I kind of at all? Was I kind of pissed for like ten seconds? And then I go, "Who gives a shit? Nobody's gonna look at the berries in yep. them because our our colors were cranberry and champagne." Okay. Okay. Which is a fancy way of saying maroon and tan. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it's funny how everything gets classed up a whole bunch. Yeah. Like, Ooh, like cranberry our, and our champagne. Colors are, our colors are sage and sand. Okay, so green and brown. It's green, it's green and green tan. Green and tan. Green and beige. Yeah. Yeah, even beige classes it up too much. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's green and tan, uh, you fancy prick. Um, but, um, no, yeah, just, it's, it, it, yeah, like... We showed up at the reception hall and we we look and we're like, oh, those are fuck, those are blackberries. Okay. Um, that's not what's supposed to be in there. And we paid a lot of money for these. And they they said to us, oh yeah, cranberries are out of season. It was October. <laughs> no, the fuck they weren't. So that that is the season. That's the season. <laughs> and maybe that's why they couldn't find them is because people were scooping them up so they could make those cranberry Moscow mules. I don't Possibly know. Possibly they just ran into a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm going to cran my fist up your ass. Um, yeah, it's it there's things are going to go wrong on your wedding day. And oh yeah. You just let it slide off your back like water on a fucking duck's ass. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I like because, feathers. Huh? I like feathers. Yeah. I like feathers too. It's everything's going to go wrong. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Just have fun. Oh no. I we we were talking about it before. Like that you our, our ceremony is going to be outside. It could be pouring rain. Not that I want it to. Oh, it will. But like, I'm just saying like, it could be, and we could be hunkered down in like a tornado and get married in a closet somewhere. <laughs> and we would still look back at it fondly. Like we don't, we don't care. So a, you're getting married outdoors on October 1st. Yeah. It's going to rain. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't it say is. say that. Well, okay. Don't so say that. I got married on October 2nd. Mm-hmm. It rained. Chris and Nicole got married on October, what? third or fourth mm-hmm. it rained so we got to break the habit that's all um john and erica got yeah, married Jay, you you're the second they were the third we're the first baby we're the first yeah yeah so it's that means gonna rain we're starting um yeah, fuck you're right but rain on your <laughs> wedding day is lucky you know that's true so i don't know what what the hell is alanis morissette chirping on about well it's, not, it's also not ironic it's not nothing ironic. in that song is fucking ironic <laughs> well we've had this discussion before but it's good luck to have rain on your wedding yeah. day so you know yeah I mean, it sucks because you're getting married outdoors, but... Well, um, what else has been going on this week? Uh, I saw you uh, last night. We had a mandate last night. We did. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Uh, I spent the week uh, working on new branding for our show because... (laughs) Why? (laughs) I fucking hate the cards that I've been making. Like, we call our little, our, 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 um, what do you call them? The, um, the... the, Cards? No, we call them cards. They're not actually called cards. They are cards. No. It's the it's the the thumbnails. There we go. The thumbnails for each uh for each episode. They're cards. Is that what everybody calls them? Uh, I I always did, but I don't think that's the technical term. Oh, I thought it was the technical term, and that's why we said it. I thought you were no. bringing over your like fancy design words to me. No. Oh, so I've just looked like a jackass for the yeah. past six years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I typically redo them though every hundred episodes. So we've gone through three different iterations. And how many did we make it this time? We made it through thirteen. Lucky yeah. number thirteen, and I'm fucking destroying them. I'm <laughs> gonna burn them to the ground and never use them again. I hate them. I tried to do like a like a really clean looking like beer label. That was that was like the genesis behind the idea. Yeah. And then it just stopped working and I've I, I put the last one up, it was like brown and tan and i'm just like i fucking hate this i hate this so much it looks like dog shit literally that one did look like dog shit (laughs) so with this episode it's gonna be fresh fresh baby and it's good because it's for a new movie yes brand and new the best kind of brand new movie yeah and it matches the rest of the banners that i made a long time ago cool so wait what yeah yeah the the banners on our our socials have been changed over for a while did I know that? I don't know. Did you, you tell me that? You don't pay attention to things. I pay attention to nah, some things, yeah. just not things that you do because that's fair. Ugh, boring. Right? That's that's totally fair. But uh, no, other than that though, um, that's all <clears> I've been doing. I don't think I've been up to much. Yeah. I read Cujo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, Fine. I read. Read. I read Cujo. Yeah, that one was quick. It was quick. That's like, like I that's got. Like, I, that's like a deaf person be like, I listened to a new album. <laughs> Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> um, I got through it in three days, and uh, fuck, that's depressing. Well, sure. It's depressing. I don't think anybody... I, you know how it ends, right? Oh, yeah. You know how the movie ends. Why did the book is brutal. I'm the book ends in the direct opposite <clears throat> way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, he, and he just hits, it, hits you with it in, like, the literally, like, you've made it through 99% of the book... And, like, and I was bo- like, I'm bored of writing this. I was like, I was like, maybe I've heard wrong, the like wrong information about this book. Like maybe it doesn't happen. And then like, probably in the last 15 pages, it happens. And I'm like, fuck, dude, that's so like, what's going through your head besides nothing? Because he was fueled by cocaine at the time. I think doesn't <laughs> isn't Cujo the one that he says he barely remembers writing? A lot of them, yeah. Um. A lot, of those like, are, a lot of those early books in that time period, yeah. But Stephen King's also one of those writers where he's like, he's he he like, I didn't even know this was gonna happen until until it, it happened. Like, well, he's, I didn't, he's a stream I didn't, conscious writer. I yeah. didn't know she was gonna say that until she said it, and it's like, dude, okay, I get, I get it, I get. It. You're an artist, but fuck off, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't even know where this character. I didn't know he was gonna end end up there, and it's. It's just being fed to me. Okay. He's hooked into the Matrix, okay. man. His so own, it's like... So his it's, own Matrix. So he gets to the end of this... What, like, did he get to the end of this book? And then, like, in the last 15 pages, he goes, What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How did this happen? Everything was going, I mean, not well, but jeez. I'm, I'm so pissed this happened. His wife is like, you wrote it. You can change it. No, no. It's already done. And I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> it's, I just don't, I don't get it. I'm not a writer, but I don't. Oh, my God. Uh, well, yeah, he's so, the same guy that also wrote himself as a character in the Dark Tower books. So, Like literally? literally Does he, he play is, Stephen King? Yeah, the writer. Oh. Like the, 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 he's meta. He's meta as fuck in those. But days. he plays Steve, like the character's name is Stephen King. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's him. Like I, it's it's not a character. It's it's him. I think that uh, I think the gunslinger is coming up pretty soon on on the list. I'm gonna switch over to I'm gonna try some of those Noob Town books that Brian's been telling us about. Okay. Just take a little bit of a break from from the King for a little from, while. From old Steve. Yeah, I got the Running Man next. 
okay. which I'm excited to get into. Well, it's not Steve. That's uh, that's that's Dick Bach. Running Man. Yeah. Is that Richard Bachman? It's Dick Bach, baby. Is that? Uh-huh. What is that? Uh huh. Who's that? So so far, I've 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 done two of the Richard the Dick Bach. <laughs> the I like that <laughs> the Dick Bach uh, movies or uh, not movies books. And uh, one of them I really liked, and one of them is has been my least favorite Stephen King book so far. Which one's that? Uh, my least favorite? Yeah, The Long Road Walk. Road Work. Oh, Road no, Work. No, Long Walk was awesome. It's also, that was also one of his really, really, really early novels. He wrote that before Carrie. So. Road Work? Oh, yeah. Really? He, almost all of those Richard Bachman novels, he wrote before Carrie. And then he released them, and they got turned down by every publisher that he would send them to. And so later on, after he had some fame, he wanted to release them still. So he went back and released them under the pen name Richard Bachman. Uh, Blaze, which was released, what, in 2007 or something like that, was yeah. written before Carrie. Was it? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think the only, I, I know that Thinner was not. Thinner was a new book. Uh, obviously, what is it? The Regulators. Regulators is was, in, was a new book. Yeah. Um, so a couple of them he used sure, it for his yeah. new books, but a lot of those early ones though, that were Richard Bachman before people knew uh, Steve was Dick. Yeah. Then yeah, those were all older uh, manuscripts that he had written. Previously. Right on. Yeah. Well, no, Long Walk. I, I love the Long Walk, but Road Work was just like. Uh, yeah, you live in Michigan. Right. You see enough Road Work. <laughs> <laughs> right. right? Gretchen Whitmer, she's fixing the damn roads. <laughs> she's she's fixing to get kidnapped. Oh, no. <laughs> Yo, God, can you say that? I don't that? think you can say that. Now we're on the FBI watch uh, list. Those, those, I'll bleep it out. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I think those people are in jail now. So well, I should probably not say that. I think most of them were actually FBI informants. No. Yeah. I think really? like out of the 23 of them, 12 of them were there was actually... 20, wait, there was 23 of them? There, I think there was 23 that were um, like arrested for the plot, and 12 of them were actually being employed by the FBI. So they got off scot-free. Yes. That's how you plan a kidnapping and get away with it. They figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it, how it broke down. Well, I will fact check you for next week. Okay. Uh, but for now, let's fact check ourselves from last week. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nailed it. Yes. Saw where you were going with that. Stupid! You're so stupid! Seven hours later. All right, James, we got corrections for tonight. <laughs> um, what did I say the cheese brand was last year or last week? The cheese brand? Yeah, the Meyer cheese oh. brand. What did I say Dude, it's called? <laughs> what was it? Oh, my God. I laughed about it, it when like, I was listening to the episode. It was something goodness. It was like, yeah. It was something goodness. Tasty goodness. Tasty goodness. Something like that. The actual brand yeah. is true goodness. Oh, okay. It's well, not that much better. No, it's, all right. <laughs> true goodness. God, was it tasty um, goodness? Uh, I, so good. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Talk to me is an Australian movie. Talk to me is Australian. Really I Australian. That one. Yep. I'm stupid. Okay. And uh, the movie that you couldn't think of with the statue was called The Night House. The Night House. I also and had I looked that up one. a picture of it, and it's it's definitely more of like a uh, like a biblical like like hood ornament. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Rolls Royce. Yeah, kind of. The, like the wing. But then, but then that's like stabbing all over the place. Yeah, but it's kind of it's, it's the same it's, vibe. It's similar. With the nails yeah. in it's it similar, and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Uh, is that it for you? That's all I got. I got a couple. Uh, Jacob and Wilhelm, the Grimm, uh, the brothers Grimm, ah. Grimm uh, they did not actually write any of the fairy tales. 
They collected and published uh, the the stories because they understood that they they were an important part of tradition that deserved preservation. So basically, they got famous off of the work of everybody else. Well, no. So these weren't actually published stories. These were like fairy tales well, yeah. that. So that they culturally appropriated <laughs> all the stories <laughs> but from what i was reading they basically just like they interviewed friends and family and they basically said like what what are the stories that your parents and your grandparents used to tell you yeah so if you think about it like it's probably just a small smattering of of the fairy tales that have existed oh sure and you know they collected them and and uh published them in i think they was it that 1800s 1812 something that like I, that that i have no idea and then also just in case you're curious a peck is equal to eight quarts eight quarts which is which makes it about a uh, a quarter of a bushel so a <laughs> bushel is 32 quarts okay so a bushel is four pecks so Apparently, Peter Piper can fit five quarts of dick in his ass. So he he could fit five, <laughs> well, five five pecks, which would be 40 quarts. 40 quarts. 40 quarts. Huh. That's a lot of... Of pickled peppers. That's... that's up his ass. That's... <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all. That's it Savage for corrections. paramedics <clears throat> would have a field day with that one. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you don't follow Savage Paramedics on Instagram, do yourself a favor. This man presented with <laughs> chronicle pickle from chron- <laughs> chronic pickle farts. <laughs> Upon x-rays, it revealed that he had five pecks of pickles up his ass. <laughs> yeah, Savage Paramedics, as long as you have a strong stomach. It's like... Uh, oh, it's great. Savage Paramedics and Miss Anjemi. Oh, yeah. Miss Anjemi's got some fucked up stuff. Yup, yup. Also, certainly does. Also, if nature is metal, is cool too. Also great. <laughs> yep. Why do we like um, looking at horrible um, things? Uh, uh, the uh, kids. What's what's that one? The kids, oh, getting, kids hurt. getting hurt. Kids getting hurt's another. I don't great like one. that one. I love. It. I don't like watch. <laughs> I don't like watching kids get hurt. My my goal is to one day have my own kid featured on that. Uh, that's a good goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they'll be okay. Oh, and they will. As long as they'll you be have okay. as long as you have the camera on, they <laughs> will be featured cuz kids fucking do stupid stuff. Mm. All right. So what are we doing this week? We are we went to go see we had a date last night. Oh. Me and you went to the went to the movies. Saw ourselves a little romantic comedy called Evil Dead Rise. Rise. Uh this is the first movie that I've seen on opening night because opening night is now Thursdays and not Fridays. This is the first movie that I have seen on opening night since probably one of the very early Marvel movies. I was just going to say that. I think I don't know last which time, one, but probably somewhere around there. I want to say the uh, we went to and it was at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. Okay. okay. With with Rob Zona. Yep. Okay. What, what this was, was that? A long what ass was time that? ago. I want to say it was one of the Thor movies, Dark World maybe. Mm, I never, I didn't see any of those in theater. You didn't? Mm-mm. Nope. Um, so I don't know. One I do the, remember uh, Iron, one of the Iron Man I, movies. Then? Maybe I do remember being one of the Marvel movies. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's thick. Oh, it's oh, so thick. oh boy, that's dark. That's dark and thick. <laughs> mm, that's how I like it. Ooh. What do we have here? <laughs> oh, from Shorts, baby. Shorts, baby. Oh, it's so cute. This is the face that I make when I see something dark and thick coming at me. <laughs> you make the puss in boots face. 
<laughs> okay. Please don't. All right. So from Shorts Brewing, Brewing Shorts Brewery, Shorts Brewery, Shorts Brewing. What is it? Uh, Shorts Brewing. Shorts from Shorts. Brewing from Shorts, babe. Uh, where is Shorts? It's in. Is it in Grand Rapids? No, no. It's from Michigan. So uh, it's it's tip of the uh, tip of the middle finger. I oh, the tip the, of the ring finger. The pub is in Bel Air, Michigan. That's the pub. But oh, that... Elk Rapids, not Grand Rapids. The pole barn is in uh, Elk Rapids. Okay. Michigan. Okay, you, you read the description here. I will look up where their actual headquarters is. Uh, well, I just fucking told you, dude. No, you didn't. Elk Rapids. Nope. And Bel Air. Oh, that's pub and pole barn. Well, See? wouldn't the pole barn be the... I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Life is short. Life is shorts. Drink it while you're here. Oh, howdy, good humans. We like to consider everyone who partakes in shorts a part of our crew, so welcome. This isn't about this actual beer. I was totally right, by the way. What? Uh, Rapid, it's uh, it's just north of Rapid City, which is right here. Oh. So tip of the ring finger. Oh, you did say tip of the ring, didn't you? Yeah. You That's what I said. Brilliant bastard. I know. This is rich, robust, candied compulsion. It's This is shorts, evil urges. Yeah. Evil urges because uh if if you when you become a deadite what do you get evil urges evil urges this is a belgian style dark strong ale <laughs> brewed with amber candy sugar Ooh, wow sweet what's the uh, now, i will say i had a better a much better beer lined up for this yeah, and turns out it's only that. a summer release and they haven't released it yet <laughs> but from uh alesmith i think it's alesmith that puts it out they have a beer called dead rise and if that's not perfect for evil dead rise i don't know what it is but it's not available yet and i'm pissed about it so i don't get it yeah maybe maybe we can use this as an opportunity we still have one final season of ash versus evil dead to get to which we've been putting off for a long time yeah i will make i I will say that we can do dead rise for that as a makeup for this one and it'll count all right how about that Yes. And we got to get Jansy Pants back on because we started it with Jansy Pants and we have to end it with Jansy Pants. Yeah. I got some Jansies in my pansies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> wow. That is dark. That's dark. It's dark as so shit. So dark. Right, I, can't well, find a, I can't find an ABV on this one. I'm assuming. I think it's 23%. Pretty well, sure. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> It's sweet. Ooh. It's very sweet. I didn't expect... Mm. Mm. It, it, it tastes high AVP. Yeah, it does. Okay, I'm going to look it up, actually. Um, so this has here. that... Uh, I've, I've talked about this on the show before. And I think... Uh, <laughs> it's got that summertime charcoal. Like charcoal on a charcoal grill taste. Yes, it does. It's bitter. Like it's the, get, it's like the bitter... way, like when you're when you're out walking through your neighborhood in the middle of the summer, and it's humid, so the the smells. Eight point four. Oh boy, it's a little so, high. It's a little high. <laughs> and it's humid, so the smells really like hang heavy in the air. And you walk by somebody's back, uh, somebody's backyard where they're burning, or where they're grilling on a a, a charcoal grill. Yeah. This has the taste 
of that smell. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, I like no, that. No, you know what it tastes like. If you're, if you have a steak, if you're, if you're grilling a steak on a barbecue, and one of the ends is a little bit thinner than the rest of it, right? So you leave it on long enough for the majority of the steak to cook perfectly. Yeah. But then that nub of an end that's really thin uh-huh. gets that charred, it's good and that. then you eat that. Yeah. That's what this tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it tastes like carcinogens. It's good. It's just <laughs> that's what it is. It's good. It's just extremely strong. No, it 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 is good. It, it if you don't like that bitter sort of charcoaly taste, though, you might not like this. I I actually don't mind it. I don't either. It's got like to me, it's more like a, it's almost like a nostalgia thing. Like it, I also I also like beers and alcohols. In beer, in beer, it's more I like flavor. beers and alcohols too. In beers, it's more flavor. In liquors, it's more of the the punch, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. But I I do like beers and punchy liquors that are a little bit off putting. <laughs> I do, and I'll tell you why. It's because it makes them more sippable rather than chuggable. If you like off putting alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you. This try. buds for you. <laughs> just wait till you try my toilet wine. No, do, do, do you know what I'm saying though? No, like yes. When, when well, something is really like like a liquor, right? That's really strong or really burny. You sip it, right? Big, you don't just down it. Bigfoot stick. Bigfoot stick. Um, and in beer, when you have a flavor that is like, it's not that it's bad. It's just like a little bit off-putting. It's like it makes it, you sip it a little bit more, and well, it makes it's like, it la- you savor it more. It's like if I tried to chug that whole glass right now, yeah, I would throw up. Like the first time with Bigfoot stick, <laughs> right? But I'm enjoying sipping on. I am. I I love this. I think this is great. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody, but I think it's great. I like it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about now, dear friends and neighbors. It's time to get into trailer trashed. Oh, I for- completely forgot about trailer trashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Yeah, uh, buddy. It's only taken us 17,000 hours to get to this point of the night, but we are in trailer trashed. It's one of those nights, you know? We're trashed before We're just, the trailers <laughs> this just, week. <laughs> it's just one of those nights. Um, so here's the deal. We've seen both of these trailers. Oh. Because we saw them with the movie last night. Oh. Or at least I did. You might have been gone for one of them, actually. Okay. No, because I missed a comedy. I think I missed the comedy. Uh, you missed the comedy for Homeward Bound, but Seth Rogen made it, and it looks fucking hysterical. So, it's called Strays. Fucking looks hysterical. No, I, I saw that when I yeah. went to go see the Mario movie. Uh, oh, that's what I did. Okay. All I right. didn't talk about that, <laughs> but I went to see the Mario movie this week. Oh, was it good? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, good. Yeah, Moving fun. on. Um, to a, a series that we have yet to watch all the movies for, but doesn't matter because this looks amazing. And this is the trailer for the newest Insidious movie. Uh, last week, we talked about it getting an actual title. This week, we have a trailer. Nice. It's that fast, James. The wheels in the sky. Keep on turning. Uh, this is the trailer for Insidious The Red Door. Um, here we go. Are you ready? We're ready to forget the further, once and for all. My brain just been foggy past few years. When you awaken the dead, the further you travel, the riskier your journey will become. Yes, son. 
Hell yeah. Looks so good. We have yet to watch the entire uh, franchise. Yeah, have we which only... we should do that soon. Did we... We watched the first two? I think we watched the first two, yeah. I need yeah. to go back and look. Again, we've done like 400 and some odd episodes, uh, movies. So. Yeah. I forget, but um, yeah. Yeah. We need um, the rest of the series for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get caught up on those. And that one looks that one looks fun, dude. It's the thing like... about the Insidious series is that I don't think that I've ever seen... Even for the movies that I've not seen, the trailers always look good. Yeah, like it's not it's not a series that looks like they have any duds in them. And uh, Patrick Wilson's always amazing. The fact that the the kid from the first movie is the now an adult and yeah. the same actor helps a ton. Yeah, it's cool. a lot of times when they recast characters, it can it takes a little bit out of it because you know they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, sometimes, sometimes, right, right. Um, but that obviously isn't this. Lynn Shea's back in it. Rose Byrne. Rose Rose Byrne's not aged a day. Such a babe, dude. Patrick Wilson. Such a babe. Such a babe. Such dude. a babe. <laughs> uh anyway though, yeah, um, that is insane. Yeah, that looks the red good, man. Door. I just like I like that I like that. I know it's not technically part of the the Wanniverse, but um just the look of the insidious movies. Oh yeah. Are very like my dreams are fucked up. <laughs> they don't look exactly like that, but my dreams are fucked, so I really appreciate... Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. I, re- I, I, I love the dreamlike quality of the Insidious movies. Absolutely. And I think that's really cool. And they have one of the creepiest <clears throat> demons oh, that fucking... in, in all of cinema. Plus, it's he's just called the man with fire on his face, which even that is creepy for some reason. And then to take that Tiny Tim song... Yeah. Like, the Tiny Tim song is just so... It's always well, just Tim's been creepy in general. His story is really kind of fascinating, but well, that's I, fine. I, I kind of don't care a, about his real story. I'm just talking about. I kind of did a deep <laughs> deep dive on him, but like that song is like it's just so kitschy, you know. Like yeah. you don't really think of it as creepy, but then to take it and turn it into something that is genuinely creepy, I yeah. think is really really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm stoked for that one. Okay, next oh. up we have a Stephen. King adaptations, James. Oh, King adaptation. Uh, never this, heard of them. This is an ad- never heard of them. <laughs> uh, this is an adaptation of the Stephen King short story, The Boogeyman. Okay. We talked about this also yep. just a couple weeks ago. Um, had no idea we were this close to actually getting it, but uh, we have a trailer for it, mm-hmm. and it looks awesome. Uh, as uh, as always, I didn't say this last time, but. As always, all these trailers are available on YouTube, so go check them out. Uh, this is the trailer for The Boogeyman. When there are scary things we don't understand, our minds try to fill in the blanks. Sometimes the best thing to do is to face it. So, this life. Dad, you have to listen to me! Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Sweetheart, let me handle it. The Boogeyman. Yep. I'm into that. The Boogeyman. That looks awesome. It does look good. Um, It it looks like a straight... Obviously, the title of the movie is The Boogeyman, but it looks like a straightforward Boogeyman movie, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. You know, like it's... I uh, have no problems with that. No, it's just it's it's the thing that lurks in the closet and under the bed. So it's a tale as old as time. Tale sing- as old as time. 
Syn- synchronicitously? I don't know. Synchron- as old as rhyme. <laughs> Your eyes were closed <laughs> with so much passion when you <laughs> delivered that last one. Um, in, in somewhat of a. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> And so, with a sync, in some, in somewhat of a synchronicity, synchronicitous sort of way. Yeah. I just finished Cujo, right? Yeah. And Cujo, this is a. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but like, there's a there's a big portion of the the book that involves something in the closet. Okay. And to me, like having just finished the book, watching that right there, is it? It seemed like that little short story. It's like it's it's like to me like Stephen King took he he thought back to that part of Cujo and he's like so I already did Cujo there was the part about the dog and blah 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 but like what if I went it's about back about a dog spoilers yeah oh sorry spoilers God. what if I went back to that idea of the thing in the closet and I made and I expanded upon that it's it's really Maybe. what it kind of feels like to me uh it looks dope though like yeah. I'm I'm still like even at 38 years old. I'm still afraid of the dark. It's not like it. Who who the hell was it that said? Here's you're you're not a. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what might be in the dark. Yes, no, that's you know the what thing. I mean? like, I'm I am not also not afraid of the dark, but because I believe that things go bump in the night. Right. The dark is just a cover for those things. Right. So it's not the dark that I'm afraid of. Yeah. It's it's the other shit. Fuck, we're afraid of the boogeyman. <laughs> That's what we're afraid of. The boogeyman. We are a bunch of grown ass bitches. That's what we are. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, those are your trailers for this week. They both look great. Yeah. I uh, can't I'm wait for that one. Yeah, that, that looks uh, like fun. Any Stephen King adaptation is fine by me. Um, me too. Yeah. So some of them are stinkers. I don't even care. No. I really don't care. Like it. Ha. Stinker. Both of them. <laughs> right? 90s and 2000s. I'm 500 pages into the book now. Are you really? 500 pages. Oh, it only took you six months. Not even halfway. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I would be done with the book by now if it wasn't for this, uh, you know, we're reading up until a certain point because there's things that you have to stop at. Yeah. And me and the lady are reading them oh, for unevenly. Sake. Yeah, I know. It's killing me too. Yeah. It's killing me. Isn't too. she like? Isn't she reading like three other books at the same time? No, we both stopped that. I was gonna say, will you we guys both just were. focus. <laughs> we both were. In fairness, uh, we stopped that. We're on this now, but yeah, good. We're getting there though. Get we're on it. There. Have you opened any other cool stuff um, as part of your experience? There was a missing poster for somebody. I forget who it was. It was one of the kids that was missing. Oh, it was uh, Eddie Corcoran. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. There's a missing poster. So I'm already at the next flag. I'm waiting for her to catch up, which right she'll on. be there probably by tonight, honestly. Nice. And then we'll be good to go. Very nice. But, uh, but yeah. Cool. Well, hey. Hey, hey, Those James. were your trailers. We are indeed trashed. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. That was part five, right? Yes. Part five. Yes. Okay. So star Carol Locatel has passed away this week, unfortunately, at the age of 82. Um, yeah, she was the, uh, she played Ma in the, uh, 
oh, her name was Ethel technically, but, Ma. She, but she was called Ma in Friday in Friday Thirteenth Part Five. Uh, yeah, she uh, she passed away at the age of eighty two. Uh, she'd been in a ton of stuff, uh, a lot of TV shows, Bonanza, Emergency, Mash, Growing Pains, ER, Seventh Heaven, Saved by the Bell, The New Class, Allie McBeal, and hey, Touched by an Angel. Yeah, she did it all. Um, Friday the 13th seemed to be her only, like, horror outing, if you will, but, um, nonetheless, though, rest in peace. the first time I saw her. Was it? The first time I saw you was <laughs> on the screen. Was that who you was talking about? At Sebastian's house. Rest well, in no, peace. that was from A New Beginning. Obviously. Rest yeah. in peace, Carol Locatel. Rest right. in peace. Getting into the news, uh, let's get through this pretty quickly here, because we get a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, do you like Stranger Things? I do. Do you like the Duffer Brothers? Have you watched the fourth season yet? Not yet. Get on it, dude. I've been waiting to do it for this, another show that we are desperately behind on talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, you like the Duffer Brothers, though? I'm I do, assuming. yes. Do you like the Burrows? I do. The... You're about to because the Burroughs <laughs> is the newest show from was, the Duffer Brothers. I was gonna say, wasn't that a di- uh what the hell's his name? We 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 talked about a movie called The Burroughs. You remember that? Yeah, it was a Western movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. But it was the guy who made the Saw movies. What the hell's his name? Not, James not Wan? Lee Winnell. Not Lee Winnell. James the other Wan? Guy. No. Well, who else would there be? I can't remember his name. <laughs> There's nobody else that made mm. the Saw movies. No, there is. Darren, Darren, Darren Lynn Bowsman, not the no, song. No, that wasn't a that wasn't a Bowsman. The Burroughs? No, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it no, was. It was not. Promise you, it was not. Okay. Anyway, Netflix has announced that uh, the Burroughs is coming from the Duffer Brothers. Oh, the Burrowers. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. So not Darren Lynn Bowsman. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> okay, sorry. The Burrows again, uh, from the Duffer Brothers and Netflix. Uh, that's going to be coming pretty soon. Here sounds pretty awesome. It's the polar opposite of what Stranger Things is. Okay, because it's about old people. Ooh. Uh, in a seemingly pitch- picturesque retirement community in New Mexico desert, a group of unlikely heroes must band together to stop an otherworldly threat from stealing the one thing they don't have. Time. Time. <laughs> it's basically like um, Bubba Hotep, but the Duffer Brothers. Oh, hey. I'm into it. Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, I'm just making that up. It might be nothing like that, but it sounds <laughs> like it. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah, why not? Also, The Barons was the movie I was thinking of. Oh, Darren well, The Burrowers. Oh, the Burrowers was yeah. JT Petty. The gotcha. Barons was Darren Lynn Bosman. That makes sense. Just to avoid a correction for next week. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, The Burrowers is coming at some point in time. Sounds good to me. So I'm am into, I. So I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about Evil Dead. Yeah. This week. Yep. Bruce Campbell is on the circuit talking about all things Evil Dead as of right now. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that he says is that the new Evil Dead movie opens up the, the whole world of Evil Dead to numerous sequels. And they want to do a new sequel every two to three years instead of every 10 like it's been. So that's good news. That's fine with me. And uh, we'll talk more about the implications of that when we talk about the movie. Because, yes, this is going to be spoilerific. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All of the spoilers. Not like other people that want to save you from that. We're going to spoil everything. Yeah. Because we love you. Yeah. And we want to spoil you. And and that's exactly it. 
that's what people who love you do. They spoil yeah. you. So yeah. <laughs> why would you listen to anyone else? Uh, but more Evil Dead, I'll take it. I yep. am never going to say no to that. And yeah. um, if they're doing what I think they're doing, then I am absolutely on board. Porn. Fuck. Well, Evil Head's already a thing. <laughs> <laughs> A little behind on that, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Bruce Campbell, uh, there's a new series coming to Peacock called Hysteria hmm. that is all about the satanic panic era of the uh, the 19... Uh, what was 80s, it? wasn't was it? The it? 80s, yeah. Was it the 80s? I think it was the I 80s. think it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be playing a small town sheriff in the series, which nice. is pretty exciting. Um, I like seeing Bruce Campbell in roles that we've never seen him before, and uh, Sheriff is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. Uh, moving on here. Oh, why is my shit not loading? Um, suitable Flesh. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I'm covered in it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Suitable Flesh is the new movie from... This will, this will do. Joe Lynch. Oh, right yeah. on. Cool. Starring. I haven't heard from him in a while. I know, right? They, they, they He does stuff still. Believe nice. it or not, he does stuff still. Uh, this is going to be starring Barbara Crampton, and it's going to be, uh, it's produced by Brian Yuzna. You know why that's exciting? Because this is part of Lovecraft country. Oh, right on. And the uh, the Miskatonic. Miskatonic. Miskatonic verse yeah. is alive and well, as Joe Lynch says. Nice. So there's a new movie that's going to be in that universe coming out by Joe Lynch. Come on. And it's starring Barbara Crampton. That's perfect. How is she still such a babe, dude? Because she's the babeliest babe that ever babed in she the babeverse. She doesn't age at all. It's <laughs> no, weird. Not at all. Uh, movie also stars other babes, such as Heather Graham. Babe. Babe. Uh, Bruce Davison. Babe. Babe. Uh, Jonah Ray. Babe. Do I know who that is? Oh, yeah. Do I? Look them up. You know. Anyway, though, um, that's going to be coming out, uh, let's see, sometime. Oh, yeah, babe. I don't have a date. <laughs> I don't have a date. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty exciting, though. I like Joe. I love Joe Lynch. I uh, love Lovecraft, so that's a match made in heaven. And I just love crafts. Yeah. A big Singles? Cra- a big crafts guy. Craft single? Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Cheese? You do you like craft singles? Fuck yeah, I do. Who doesn't it's like craft? Too, it's too soft. perfect. It's too it's perfect. good. Hey, look, it's good on a bologna sandwich with potato chips on it. <laughs> what? It's good on a bologna sandwich with potato chips on it. Bologna, craft singles, and potato chips. Right. On the sandwich. Okay. But that's the only time craft singles are good. A grilled cheese? No. <clears throat> you're insane. Don't even talk to me. Sit, just stop. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're thinking about saying to me right now. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. You just, you make inferior <laughs> fucking grilled cheese sandwich. Hey, That's guess all. what? Netflix is canceling their DVD uh, mail in service. How do you feel about this? It's gone. How do you feel about it? I think that it's another blow to physical media. It sucks. I, but I mean, I haven't used the service in yeah, forever. So will, I, I don't. Will it affect Netflix? Um, No, but you know what it'll affect? It'll affect physical media distribution from all the major companies though of course yeah. because netflix probably buys up a shit ton of stock from those companies so this is actually a pretty big blow to physical media fans in general yeah you know yes because most i actually hadn't thought about it that's a big part of the revenue of those divisions of those companies right so take that for what it is i'd be curious to know how much they buy up 
because I, I would be curious to know how many people there can't be. A, obviously, they're they're shutting it down, so there's not enough people still involved in the the physical disc delivery well, to, past, to like to make it profitable. In the past twenty five years, <clears throat> Netflix Netflix has been around for twenty five years. What? Yeah. That's how. Bull- how insane is because everybody thinks of Netflix just as the streaming service. Well, no, I mean I remember it. As... I did Netflix as the DVD service. Yeah, yeah. So did yeah. so did I. So did I. Twenty five years ago they started. Actually, I. That's insane. I jumped on board when it was so streaming was a possibility. You could do streaming and you could do the discs. I got two discs in the mail. Kept them both forever. Sure. Still have them. Sure. Yep. What were they? <laughs> Um, what, what were they? <laughs> I don't know. I'll find them for next week. I can't remember. Okay, please do. But yeah, how many how many DVDs do you think that they have distributed over twenty five years? Over twenty five years, jeez. Uh, do I go conservative here? Um, Sixteen million. Five point two. Billion? Billion. Really? DVDs have been shipped out in 25 years. Holy shit. So you want to say that's not a massive... I mean, granted, obviously, it's the same movie getting passed around, but like, you still want to say that's not a huge part of physical media distribution? That's huge. Huge. 5.2 billion over 25 years, so that's... To 40 million unique subscribers. Okay. So how many of the same movie do you have to buy to satiate you know, popular movies that are being out, you're buying a ton. Yeah. So the the distributors are making a shit ton of money off that. But Netflix doesn't. Well, Netflix, obviously they're making money because Netflix is a multi-billion dollar company. Well, but they're not making but, money off of the physical media side of their, their brand. Not anymore, which is why they're probably canceling. Right. It. But yeah. So it sucks. It does suck for like, for the, for the physical media distributors. But I mean, it doesn't yeah. like... We have a friend. I'm assuming you saw his post on Facebook. Yeah, I did. Who was pretty hurt pretty, about pretty this whole about thing? It, yep. Yeah, because he's been he's been diehard. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't actually ha- he doesn't stream on Netflix at all. He only does the the discs. Yeah, he's hardcore about it. He is. Like he, he also, do, he he also, also doesn't, still plugs he doesn't, in his Neo Geo every night and plays, <laughs> right. and plays Neo Geo. Yeah, and he also like if he wants to listen to music, he listens to it on a CD. He doesn't yep. listen to he yep. like never streams music or anything like that. I don't that. know about never, but yes, I yeah. I get the sense he, that he doesn't. He has, he has ever the same he has the same original iPod that he's had for about twenty years. Still running. I mean, yeah. respect, you know? Yeah. No, I yeah. I get it, but like but still, it's sad. It's the world sad moves to see on, a, you know. It's sad to see another physical media form, though, going the way of the Buffalo. Absolutely, so. it does. Super sad. There's always, but there's always going to be, uh, there's always going to be boutique companies who are providing things for a niche market. But Netflix still dis, uh, dis- distributed. There you go. Not distributed. Distributed. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Um, Netflix will still put those movies out too. So right. they bought a lot from even the boutique labels. Right. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So I think there'll still be a big enough market of people who want to 
I hope so. It might drive so. prices up a little bit for some of the stuff, but if you're a fan of physical media, you should be willing to pay for it. You know what I mean? I, I don't disagree. To keep these places alive. All I right. Last bit of news for the week, and this is the most exciting news. Uh, <laughs> there's a new Ghostbusters movie being filmed as we speak. Oh, we nice. know that Paul Rudd has returned. We know that a slew of other cast members have returned. Here's the biggest piece of news coming out of it, though. Yeah. William Peck is back oh cats and dogs mass hysteria william peck nice is back <laughs> he is uh he is going to be in the new ghostbusters after william peck you mean atherton yeah <laughs> okay Wait, what did i say you said william peck yeah peck was his character's name oh <laughs> <laughs> derp um peck is back though in the new ghostbusters movie yeah no idea what role he's playing but you know what that instantly right there i mean he can just come back as peck right? oh no he is okay oh yeah yeah peck yeah. is back my, okay. my, my point is the peck is back what role does he play who knows but the fact that he's in the new movie is an instant day one sell for me nice yes not that i wasn't never going to see the new ghostbusters movie but day one because he was the best part of ghostbusters 2 yeah hands course. down of course so totally into it uh <laughs> and that's your news nice uh all right we're gonna take a, a a short break. We're definitely not going to talk about all kinds of issues plaguing society for an hour and a half. When do we ever do that? When do we do that? We don't. Yep. Do, we don't do that. Never. <laughs> and we'll be back to talk about how the dead shall rise again. <laughs> Throughout this Dulce, faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. I didn't think the day would ever come, James. I did. When we um, when we did the last, the second season, rather, of Ash vs. Evil Dead, I go, I'm sad because we only have one episode left to ever talk about Evil Dead. It's my favorite movie franchise of all time. Yep. One of my favorite movies of all time, Evil Dead 2. Yep. Well, my favorite movie of all time, Evil <laughs> Dead 2. Um, and I never thought that this, this day would come. And we've put off doing season three not because of a pesky pandemic yeah but because i didn't want to covid more like right <laughs> more like no vid no vid uh but alas it is 2023 and we have evil dead rise and it has arrived it has arrived uh directed by lee cronin who did the hole in the ground i think that we are it's funny every review that i've heard of people talking about hole in the ground whether it be in print, in podcast, in whatever, right? Yeah. Nobody has ever seemed to have seen this movie. And it's funny because we did it like a year ago on this show. Hole in the Ground? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was way more than a year yeah. ago. So like, we're, we're Lee Cronin OGs. We were with him from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, but yeah. I know it's you know, sweet, too. I like that movie. <laughs> it's a very good movie. Uh, so Lee Cronin, though, was handpicked by Sam Raimi to direct this new iteration of Evil Dead. Uh, a twisted... Was it because of Hole in the Ground? Well, no. It was because... Well, I'm sure he liked Hole in the Ground, but he was picked because he was a relatively unknown director. Right on. Sam Raimi likes to pick 
directors who have not done a whole lot because yeah. when he made Evil Dead, he was a first time director. So he likes to keep that that type of you know uh, bring in uh, some environment fresh, going. Br- bring in some fresh blood. Yep. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. So a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh eating, flesh possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. It's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. From good job IMDb. You got it right. Uh, so this movie stars Alyssa Sutherland, who plays Ellie, who is the main deadite, who, fuck, so good. Fuck so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of the, I'm not going to say the best, because nothing rivals some of the original deadites, yeah. but my God, she was good. She's that, Like, she committed so hard to that role. God, that big old, I mean, and, and they know it too, and that's why the poster looks like it does, but that fucking smile of hers is just. It's the smile in the eyes. It's bone chilling. Yeah. So, so good. Um, Lily Sullivan, who plays Ellie's sister, Beth, uh, who is, she's like a roadie for, for a band or whatever, and she gets knocked up on the road. She's not a roadie, and she's not a groupie. She's a guitar tech, sorry. Come on, man. Guitar tech. Have, have a little risk. You're a musician. Have some respect. A guitar tech is a room. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm holding a glass. Hold on, wait. You're a musician. <laughs> a guitar tech. In air though, quotes. A guitar tech is a roadie. A roadie, though, is not a groupie. A guitar tech is not a roadie. Yes, they are. No. They load in, load out. They, they, they... A guitar tech? No, a guitar... Listen, they might, they might carry a guitar case in. A guitar, a guitar tech is not a roadie though. Roadies are grunts. They're just fucking guitar techs are grunts. Guitar techs are not grunts. The only guitar techs that are not grunts are the ones that maybe work for like Aerosmith or the Rolling Stones. <laughs> if you're a guitar tech for a touring band nowadays that is still traversing the uh, the continental United States in a 16 passenger van, you're a grunt. Listen, if a guitar. It, that would that would be like, if, <laughs> come on, come on. A guitar tech who is uh, the the guitar tech for the Edge, right? Yeah. And the guitar tech for fucking who's who's like a small town, like a small search the city. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if if Alex had a guitar tech or Jim, if one of them had a guitar tech, those people would still have to have the same knowledge knowledge is not power james i'm not saying money it's... is power no <laughs> okay don't be stupid no i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's power i'm saying that whether you're a guitar tech for a local band or for the edge you still have to have the same knowledge sure but a guitar tech though for a local band is still going to be loading in loading out which makes them a roadie <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> Exactly. No, you're wrong. Um, anyway, though, uh, Beth, though, played by Lily Sullivan, uh, she's fantastic yeah, as well. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. She's on the road. She comes home. Um, big, big, once again, spoilers. Oh, yeah. This movie literally just came out yesterday. Days ago. So, well, when you're listening to this, days ago. Days ago. We went and saw it on opening night. We did. Yes, we're that cool. Yes, we are that cool. Yeah. Did I drink? One of the first people in the country to see it, right? Here. Yeah. Did I did I drink a double vodka soda while I watched it? Of course I did. 
Made by the most nervous guy in the world. Was the was the kid scared shitless to make a double soda vodka, double vodka soda? Yes. Did he stop in the middle of it and ask me if I wanted it on the rocks or neat? Yes, he did. He should have been like neato, <laughs> neato gang, neato gang, neato. Uh, yeah. So huge spoilers. Huge yeah. spoilers. Yeah, Go see spoilers. this movie. Before you listen to this, or if you don't care about spoilers, listen to us first. Yeah. Or if you don't care about Evil Dead, stop listening to us and never come back. Or if you don't care about us, stop hurting hurting our feelings. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? You know, we're nice guys. Anyway, so jerks. Spoilers (laughs) ahead. So we've got Lily Sullivan playing the sister Beth, who Um, who shows up at the apartment to. She was a she was a, uh, a guitar tech. There you go. And uh, she ended up getting knocked up on the road like a roadie, and um, <laughs> actually more like a groupie. More like a groupie. <laughs> and uh, so she comes back to her sister Ellie's place basically because she needs help. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do. She's pregnant. Whatever. Um, Nell Fisher, who plays Cassie, who is the youngest daughter, steals the fucking show. She's really good. She was maybe the best part of this entire movie. Yep. Um, she's got a great career and horror ahead of her she's i feel as though she's, she's got a good career ahead of her like i i agree i i see her though being like the next like like linda blair like being known for horror at a very young age i just do um yeah i don't know i i there's nothing i there was nothing particularly like she's just she's just really great in that environment i could see her being very good in like because this is a lot of drama, you know. I sure. could just see her being good in drama, or, or put your blinders on and only see her through this lens. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let me let me narrow my view of the world. Gabrielle Eccles, who played Bridget, who is the older daughter, uh, she was great. She had multiple roles as a normal person and a deadite. Yeah. Spoilers: There's more than one deadite. Yep. Um, but yeah, she was fantastic. Went into all this stuff. Morgan Davies, who played Danny, who is the brother. Um, was who, also who, who really just fucked everything up. Everything. <laughs> you were annoying as an actor. You were annoying as a character. You were. <laughs> you you did the job well, <laughs> Donnie son. Uh, and then you have uh, a couple other characters. You had the uh, uh, Mark Mitchinson who played uh, Mr. Fonda, who was one of the next door neighbors. And then there's I don't have them written down, but there's a couple other neighbors that were there as well. Yeah, there's uh, Gabriel. They Scott. were fodder. Yeah, they were just uh, yeah. they they existed to. Be, be nice dudes for a little while and then eventually die. That's pretty much That's it. Just, uh, um, I, I was kind of bummed out that we didn't get more of um, Mr. Fonda. I was pissed off that we never found his cat. That's what I was mad about. Well, There's we still saw- a cat running around there. Are we not worried about this? Well, unless... <laughs> uh, a deadite cat, though? A catite? Yeah. That would have been sweet. See, that was, that was kind of what I was... Uh, so, like... Uh, we'll get there in a little while. Hey, I'm here. I'm gonna make a note of it so we come back to it. Um, I do want to talk about that scene, Dead Eyed Cat. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, I was kind of bummed out that we didn't get more of Mister Mister Fonda. I feel like they. I feel like. I feel like they set him up as a such a kind of likable character they as did. this grumpy old neighbor who. I feel like he could have been more helpful toward the end. So, and instead, he just fucking died. I kind of feel like I feel that way a lot about a lot of things in this movie. Yeah. So, before I get into any criticisms, though, mm-hmm. I just want to put it out there. 
I loved this movie. I did too. I, I knew that I was kind of going to going into it, so that wasn't a big shock. But um, even for all the things that I could gripe about, and that I will gripe about, because let's be let's be fair, you know, uh, I, I I really 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 thought that this movie captured the spirit of Evil Dead really really well. Yeah, and I am. Um, when I first saw the Evil Dead remake, right? The 2013 remake? Yeah. I really didn't like that movie the first time I saw it because I was so hung up on what Evil Dead was. Was not it was, and what, what, it, I was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. What you thought it was supposed to be. I have since come around to the fact to absolutely adoring. It's fucking that amazing. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I dare say that in certain aspects I liked Evil Dead Rise better. See, I disagree. I also I, disagree to, with myself. <laughs> not to say, not to say that I didn't love this movie because I did. I really, really did. Um, but t- the 2013 Evil Dead was so. I amazing. I see both sides of this picture. Like I said, I'm right on that line with it. <clears throat> I feel like for me, this movie definitely felt more like the original trilogy mixed with parts of the remake. Yeah. And because of that, it felt more quote unquote evil dead. The remake for as amazing as it is felt like it's very own thing with like shades of evil dead. Whereas this movie felt like it really firmly deserves a spot within the canon. Does that make sense? I understand. Like what it feels you're, like a more natural progression. Just, really, it feels like a more natural progression to me than the remake did. Really, yeah. Because like they now, actually, they and actually we keep calling went... it a remake. Given what this movie sets up, that's no longer a remake. Twenty thirteen. We'll get into that also. Sure. Yeah. Coming up here. Yeah. With what they did in the world building and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that I think that this movie definitely captured the spirit of Evil Dead more than the, than the twenty thirteen movie did. I think that it really did. The thing, and I think of it in this way: think of the Deadites. Mm-hmm. The Deadites in this movie were definitely more Evil Dead Two and Evil Dead type Deadites than anything that we got in the 2013 movie, which makes it feel more rooted in the original trilogy's mythology. Yeah, like, uh, and that's where I'm basing that from. I will agree with you there. Like the the deadites in in rise made more of a point to i guess like in a colloquial sense play with their food you know yeah yeah it was you know what i mean more, like it was a little bit more lighthearted for as, as heavy as it was it was definitely more like yeah 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 like like in in 2013 <laughs> i haven't watched the 2013 remake in quite a while but like that it, that movie was like a, a genuinely scary movie to me like i i it was but, dark and brutal. But they and it actually, was, yeah, there was like nothing fun. Yeah, about like every, like it was once somebody was possessed, they just went, went, went to killing. You know, like they started the killing. This movie, like I said, playing with their food, kind of like once a person was possessed, it was all about sort of like, sort of like, like messing around with the person before yeah. you, before you really like dug into yeah. them. And like talking shit and like yeah, and, and that's it, like that's playing with your food, that's right? Like, that, like that's, that's the, the best way of putting it. Yeah, that's that's like that's the proper way of a 
like whereas the, with the remake though it was it was very dark it was very serious it was right. very it that element of like the evil dead franchise as a whole even though the first movie wasn't made to be humorous in any way shape or form because of how humorous the second movie is i feel like the second movie actually bleeds onto the first movie a little bit yeah you know, because it was made so long ago, the parts, you know, some of it's a little bit cheesy, it's a little bit whatever. So you, the fun factor is kind of built into it when right. you watch it nowadays. Right. Whereas the remake didn't even try to capture any of that. It just went for hard hitting, just brutality. Right. And and as much as that is part of the Evil Dead, like mythology and makeup. Yeah. The, it was missing the humor. That is inherent to the series. Right. This movie balanced it all perfectly. There's only one thing that I wish this movie did that it didn't do. What? And that's have any other color blood besides red. If they would have made different colored blood the way that the first two movies did, Mm -hmm. it would have felt so incredibly at home with the first three movies than anything else. Well, there was definitely plenty of other body fluids that... There, no, was. Or, <laughs> there was. There was. I agree with you. I, I, I don't disagree with you, but the Deadites themselves bled a menagerie of colors yeah. in the first two movies. Well, not a menagerie. Well, is that not the right word? Menagerie is a, a, like a large group of animals. A large group of colors. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> my point is that, my, my point is that though, like I wish that they would have done that and it would have, it would have like cemented itself in place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all, but um, but yeah, I love this movie. I I do think though that there is there was definitely some some drawbacks. I thought that the beginning of the movie dragged a little bit. The second half of the movie was was definitely more gripping than the first half of the movie. It took a bit to get into it. A little maybe a little bit more backstory than they I like needed. That, I like that they opened it with like they really they went to ten like right away with the opening scene. Sure. Which was really cool. Fuck, dude. No, it was that, cool. It was cool. That opening scene with the the drone and the the like the girl going into. First of all, you know how much I'm creeped out by people with their backs turned to sure. the person that they're talking to. Sure. That fucking that scares the shit out of me. Um. And that the beginning. Oh, dude, I love that trick too. Like when the girl was reading Wuthering Heights. And then all of a sudden, and this was a this was a Shelley trick from the original, uh, not the original, but the from the from um, Evil Dead Two, wasn't it? Well, Shelley's from the original. In the second, in the no, the second movie where she starts like like when uh, when somebody's flipping through the cards and she yeah. starts reading all the cards without actually seeing them. That's the is first. That the, movie. Is that the first, the first movie? movie yeah. Oh, okay. She does that. They do that trick with when the girl's reading Wuthering Heights and the the girl who's on the bed sick suddenly is sitting up and she's just reciting the book, like the whole page of the book that she's reading. That scared the shit out of me. Um, so they really opened it up with like, I thought they opened it up with such a cool, and then like when she when she went underwater and then she rose up to the top of the water and she's like, 
standing on top of the water, and then Evil Dead Rise comes it's up cool because from the background. You've that seen that fucking shot. looks awesome. You've dude. seen that shot in the trailer a million times, yeah. but without title track, right? Or, or title uh, cards coming up from with the actual yeah. title coming up behind it. I thought it was so it was cool. cool. I I loved the beginning. I I didn't <clears throat> like the way that the beginning tied into the rest of the movie. It felt it felt after the fact. It felt very tacked on. Yeah. You know, the way that I look at the... If you're going to have... So basically what they did is the, the the end of the first scene of the movie is essentially the end of the movie. Right. And then it jumps back to like days previous and whatever. And they even call it, they even say that too. It was like days previous, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was one day. Literally one day. Literally one day. I just feel like when you're going to do something like that, if... I have it written down here. If you're going to, if you're going to have the end of the movie at the beginning, if the, it needs to feel just as organic at the beginning as it would at the end. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't. Because if you tack the beginning of the movie onto the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make any sense. Why not? Because you don't know any of the, because the characters, none of them have anything to do with the rest of the story. That story has n- no like bylines or roots into anything that happened in the bulk of the story whatsoever. It was, it was just an excuse to basically have bookends. Like the, the two bookends of the movie. Wait, hold on. Go back. Why? So you're, you're saying the scene, the beginning off the movie, cut the end off the movie. Yeah. It does not affect the middle part at all. Well, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. What do you mean? Who cares? Well, they're just, they're basically setting up a, like, they're they're setting up for for more movies. I understand that, but the the way that they the way that they introduced the beginning by having a character at the very end of the movie. Yeah. If you're following what I'm saying here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that person doesn't make sense to the story to me. Like if that entire complex was going through all the shit that it did, and I mentioned this to you last night, if it's going through all the shit that it did, Having this random person at the very top of the building come down as though nothing happened, and then that person feeds into the beginning of the movie. It just doesn't. It doesn't flow to me. I know it did to well, you. It doesn't flow to me. Well, first of all, yeah, like I said last night. So all of this, all the shit that went down in the movie took place on the thirteenth floor, right? Huh? And that girl they showed at the end of the movie, she lived on the fifth floor. That's. You're you're talking seven seven floors between between the two people. I get that. It just there, you wouldn't you. I I know that you like you said like oh how would she not know all that shit was going on? Five floors, fifty fifty feet of concrete between between these people. There, she wouldn't know what was going on. I don't disagree with that necessarily. It just it just felt out of place. To have somebody come out of that same building where all this shit just happened. Mm-hmm. Just have somebody come out of the building. Yeah, girl, we're going to this property. You should come with us. Blah, blah, blah. Like this person that is completely oblivious to everything that took place in that apartment complex the night before. I get how it's feasible. It just doesn't fit the rest of the movie. I don't know. It just feels tacked on. That's all. I just, I, well, and then there was, there was my other thought too was, which is, I feel like once once this thing is happening, it's like it's sort of a self-contained event. You know what I mean? Like uh, 
like it wouldn't necessarily like there was at one point in time they go they go to the stairwell and they look because they want to try and escape they can't go down the elevator because the elevator's freaking out so they go to go down the stairwell and they look and they go the stairs are gone and they look down and the stairs are literally gone Gone. all the way to the floor yeah well that wasn't reality because that girl had that girl had gone down the stairs the next day well, so if it's, a, but so, no, because that, that could have been from the thirteenth floor to the tenth floor. You don't think she would have walked out though, and like, which girl? The girl that came out of the fifth floor? Yeah. No. If, they, if, if, they, if the stairs are only gone from thirteen to ten, the girl that came out of five wouldn't know what was missing above her. I just, t- to me, to me, the more, to me, the more reasonable idea is because, like. Even if even if the stairs had fallen away from thirteen to ten, all of that debris would have fallen to all of the levels below. Not if not if there's separations between you know every other floor. There's like a separation. I there there's still it's a stairwell. It's not a it's, spiral staircase that goes straight down the center of the building. I it just doesn't like to me. To me, it makes more sense the idea that it's just like this is a it's a it's a spiritual. It's, nothing a, it's was, a haunting that's happening. But it's nothing. A, no, 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 no. I see. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. Nothing was spiritual about this. What do you Every, mean nothing? Everything is spiritual. that happened is... happened in real life. There was nothing that was like in people's heads or didn't exist in the real world or whatever. That's evil. That's not what the Evil Dead mythos is. The Evil Dead mythos happens in real life. Like it's it's a real thing that happens because these forces exist in that world. Done. There's none of this, none of this bullshit. Some people can see it, some people can't. I don't <clears throat> buy that for a second. It's not. It's it's more like it's more like the the demons are powerful enough to where they can make you th- like uh, whether those stairs were actually out or not. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But like, are the are the demons in the moment powerful enough to make? people see things that aren't necessarily that's there. never been established though in the history of the franchise so why so no <clears throat> that's never been a thing it hasn't not though like like the fuck I mean, it hasn't not like no, I, like the deer head scre- like the deer head screaming this, on I the like you do this with every movie you want it to be a psychological thing it's not it's not even the movie last week you you did this it's not <laughs> i don't even remember what we watched last week Oh, the fairy tale. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, I you 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 felt like the um, the uh, the the, what was it? The um, the witch in Snow White. You're like, I think the witch. You know, it was all psychological in her head. It was. A oh no, you completely breakdown. no, you completely misread me on that. I I re-listened to that today, and you yeah. just didn't understand what no, I was saying. No, no, you were saying that it's it's like a woman who's going through a mental break. No, no, no. But I things understand. happen in the real world, so it's not that. I understand what you heard. <laughs> You didn't understand what I was saying, though. I re-listened to it today. You just didn't understand what I was saying. As did I. Like, I think I heard it just fine. But I, my my point is my point. Like there's there's never there's never been there's the rules of it have never been uh, established one way or another. It's the rules in the Evil Dead universe are that this is a real thing that is happening. There's never been a mental part of it. It's a real thing that people that that Ash experiences that that um what's her name from the um 
<laughs> Jane Levy experiences in the remake. And it's the same thing that the people experience in this movie. It's it's a real thing that exists with demons that get brought forth from hell and they possess the people of the living. It's not in anybody's head at all. Okay. It's, it's never been established in any part of the franchise that that was a mental thing. Okay. It's never even been hinted at. So to think that this is a thing that like is self-contained that nobody else there would see is preposterous to me. You okay. know, yeah. like it's just, it just is. All right. So I'm nipping that shit in the bud right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's just i'm i'm just trying because i once that girl like and this goes back to what we were talking about about the beginning and the end of the movie like even if it's tacked on as as bookends i don't really see so if it actually did if 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 it's if it's the type of thing that everybody in the building could have experienced then why is it so why does it feel so tacked on that she goes down into the garage the night the night after all this shit goes down and then she gets possessed because the demons would still be prowling around in that building so why wouldn't they go after well, the no tacked on tacked tacked on in the sense like I, I didn't mean that it didn't feel like it didn't that it wasn't a part of the story like it was because she obviously got possessed by the deadites again. sure yeah <laughs> excuse me um, no, it just felt tacked down in the sense that like her character was never mentioned before the end of the movie mm-hmm. outside of the intro, which was technically a continuation of the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they, they could have bridged the two things together. They just feel like very separate. That's all. They feel like two very separate thoughts. And I feel like there was a way that you could have absolutely brought those two things together. Like introduce the beginning and the, the end. The girl who goes down that gets possessed at the very end that mm-hmm. brings it to the girl at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh well, same girl, but like right. you could have introduced her in the middle of the movie, at the beginning of the movie. She's another one of the neighbors. Or something. Like introduce her earlier on to where she has a buy through for the story, you know? And then it's like she was there for the whole thing. She thought she escaped. But no, she brought it with her, and now it continues. If she, That's all you had to do. If she had been there for the whole thing, she wouldn't be trotting off into the woods to go on vacation with her friends, or even just note, even just there to talk about the earthquake that happened, or to be like, "What's going on up there?" Or just something to where she literally is is there before <laughs> before you see her in the last five minutes of the movie. I don't know. I, I just I just feel like there's like a weird disconnect between that story and the story they told throughout the rest of the movie. That's all. Well, they're two they're they're two different stories. Yeah. They didn't need to be so separate though, is what I'm saying. You could have bridged the two together to make it make more sense. I don't <laughs> It makes perfect sense no, though. It doesn't. I don't why not? Why not? The the dead the the deadites come back and they and they uh, harass and possess these people on the thirteenth floor, and eventually the people on the thirteenth floor who survive get down to the bottom level, and they defeat the deadites, and now they are disembodied demons who are pissed off about not being able to 
carry out their will. And so they find the first thing that they can jump into, which is this girl who's clueless. I get that. Who but just, like, from an audience point of view, why do we give a fuck about this person? I feel like if you're going to put a character in a movie, you have to care about them for some reason. We don't care about this person at I all. I care about her because she's potentially the vessel that will take us into the rest of the 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 sequels if they make them they will make them but i just i just i don't know i just and and it takes us to that awesome a-frame cabin in the middle of the woods by the lake like if yeah, that no, becomes cool. if that becomes the new cabin it was dope looking like it's the same cabin as from gretel and hansel <laughs> <laughs> it's the same fucking cabin but like i i get what you're saying and you're you're not wrong i just wish they would have bridged the two together better that's all yeah. It just felt like two two like two separate thoughts. That's all. Okay. They could have just merged them better. Maybe all it, I'm saying. maybe it was. What's wrong with having two know. separate thoughts? It just didn't flow to me. It didn't <laughs> feel right. I don't know. I thought it felt I thought it felt fine. I just we just disagree on this one. Yeah, that's I guess. fine. That's fine. Let's let's get into the actual plot of the movie though. Sure. So uh so uh Beth shows up after finding out that she's pregnant she comes to the high rise evil dead rise yes uh to be with her sister because she's feeling stressed out about what's to come in her life and she sends uh what, what the hell is her sister's name um l l ellie 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 sends her kids she's got three kids she sends them out for pizza so that she can talk to her sister and when they go out, a an earthquake happens. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like do you feel like this was like predetermined, predestined, or no, is it, or just like it, was it just, just, I just I sort of happened? It, I think it was just an earthquake. Just happened. Yeah. I mean, it's California. California right. has earthquakes. I think that it was just a there. There needed to be a reason that this hidden cavern was opened. Right. Earthquake seems like a you know how how many times in earthquakes have you know floors opened up to where you can go into the basement of a building just through the the main level like it it happens so this building that they're living in is an old bank and why was it a bank though it seems like a weird a weird thing for um, that to be done there because they go into the they because when he goes down right so so the the earthquake happens a big hole big hole in the parking garage opens up and and danny Danny does Exactly what me and you would do. I actually, I nudged you while we were watching. I'm like, this is exactly <laughs> this is- us. We would absolutely go down there. Yeah. Um, but he goes down there, and yes, it looks like a bank, but it also looks like a library. And to the best of my knowledge, those two things don't really coexist. Well, he says <laughs> it's an old bank vault. Yeah. So I mean, like, if so, it's what a- were all these books doing in a bank vault? Even if it was inside the vault, it looked well, like they- a, it looked like like library shelves. Well, there's strange no it i to me it, it to me it was more like uh like old there's like you you can like a safety deposit kind of thing like you can go and they there actually was that put too, yeah you know what i mean it, yeah but that could that could be any like you don't have to just you don't have to just have a little locker with like jewels and stuff hidden in it like people hide well, but the shelves people put away all kinds of shit. Sure, but the shelves weren't vaults. designated between like, oh, this shelf belongs to this person. It at least it didn't seem like that. It just well, seemed I, like a shelf with a ton of stuff on it. Well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what kind of filing system they were working <laughs> off of. It was the but... Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> but, um, 
but well, I don't know. Just... He goes down and 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 there's all kinds of cool shit down there, yep. and then and then all of a sudden this like almost looks like a tomb in a way cracks open. Yeah. And he looks in there and there's and he reaches in there's something wrapped up in like a piece of old leather or something, opens it up and it's the Necronomicon, which. How do you feel? I know I know you gave me your thoughts on this when we saw the previews like a couple months the, ago. The look of the How book? do you feel about the look of the book? After seeing the movie, I'm more okay with it. You're cool with it looking like a big veiny cock with, <laughs> it with, does. with teeth? I mean, it looks like my cock. A big veiny cock or a sweet potato. You ever notice how sweet potatoes have like a weird veiny cock look to them? Or maybe I'm just eating too many sweet potatoes lately. I think you're eating too many cocks. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> and you're just seeing that never. Have you ever noticed that though? They have like weird, like like no. like vein looking things to no. them. Yeah. <laughs> no, James. <laughs> maybe I, I I don't. I need to stop buying my my sweet potatoes at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm I'm better. I'm more okay with the the look of it now after seeing the movie i still think that the teeth are a little cheesy it's a bit much it's a bit much but given that the book seems like it's more it's it seems more alive because when blood gets spattered on it that's what causes like it to soaks open. it up yeah makes it feel more like witchcrafty and alive in sure. that sense and so i'm okay with it in that sense it still is not my favorite necronomicon incarnation but I do like one of the things that I hated about it from the preview is that this is quote the Necronomicon. Yeah. Right. Well, now that we know that this is not the Necronomicon, there are three books. Mm -hmm. I like this idea. So I think it was Bruce Campbell. What was the name of this one? It was. It is a Necronomicon. It's one of the. It's one of the books of the dead. And Bruce Campbell has said in an interview that we saw three books in Army of Darkness, which we did. Oh yeah. This is. These are those three books now. So mm. you have the original book from the from the original trilogy. You have the book from the 2013 movie, and you have this book. So the way that they're world building this is that there are three different versions of the Necronomicon. Yeah. And I actually kind of like that. I think that that works. If you're trying to build out this franchise and have different stories branching off and being able to do different things with it, this is the way to do it. And I, I know that the original scene in Army of Darkness where there's the three books, was it was probably a scene that was only contrived as being a gag, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two fake books in the real book. Mm-hmm. Well, what if that wasn't the case, right? right? What if there are three books? Sure. I can go along with that. That's fine. And I think that's exactly what they did. No, Mike, there's only one book because that's what the lore dictates. Do you see how this goes? Do you see how that... Do I don't see believe how, in Jesus. Do you see so. how that feels? <laughs> Do you see how that feels when you throw out an idea and somebody tells you that you're wrong because that's no. what the Lord dictates? No, no. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like this idea though. I really do. Yeah, no, it's really. I feel cool. like there's gonna be some people that don't like that. Eh, I. But they I can do, though. Honestly. And there's another part of the movie that further connects 
this whole like universe that that could be being <coughs> built, right? If you subscribe to this idea, and Bruce Campbell clearly does because mm-hmm. he's the one that said it, that now there's three books. Yeah, he didn't specifically mention the book in the 2013 movie, but I mean, there's three books now, right? Over the span of all of the the quote Evil Dead movies, sure. There's three books. Yeah, those have to be the three books he's talking about. Okay. Um, Bruce Campbell did have a cameo in this movie. I don't know if you noticed it or not. I actually didn't. Uh, no. I read about it. I did not catch it when we first saw it. Um, when they're listening to the record, I believe it's the third record, and there's somebody being like, just burn it. God damn it. Just burn it. Don't <laughs> you know that this book is evil? That's Bruce Campbell. Really? So Lee Cronin, the director of this movie, has said in an interview that he believes that since Bruce Campbell did that voice in that record. That's Ash. That could be Ash, oh, because Ash does the whole time travel thing yeah. in Army of Darkness. This could be Ash like present, going, going present back while to... the priests are doing this thing. And just trying to warn them trying about... trying to stop it. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. So That's cool. this world builds... I just got the chills for some reason. <laughs> Fucking evil death yes. gives me the chills. Like, this, this potentially could start a big old world building thing. And I'm here for that. I think that's great. I love that. That's awesome. Um, and and if Lee Cronin is saying it, he's the director. If that's how he views it, that's canon enough for me. You know what I'm saying? If, Could this... if, the, if the director of Jason Goes to Hell can say that, that's, that Jason is a deadite, Lee Cronin can say that Ash is, <laughs> is telling them off in that record. <laughs> Now the the important question is: Could this lead Bruce Campbell back to? Bruce Campbell will never play the role again. Okay, that's what he said. But, yeah, but he's open to animated series. I don't care about that. No, I do. I mean, I do, but see, like, here's why I care about it. Star Wars is doing this right now. Star Wars has congruent live action series and animated series that are right neck and neck with each other like the 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 stories that are in the animated series directly reflect the live action and vice versa so you could totally do that and i'd be completely okay with it you know like bruce campbell said he goes my voice isn't as old as my body i can still do that part of it he just doesn't want to physically act as ash anymore Mm. so they could do tons of throwback cartoons that fill the gaps. They could do tons of anything. As long as his voice still sounds like Ash, mm-hmm. which, why wouldn't it? Because it's him. Yeah. They can do any kind of stories they want. And I am totally okay with that. Yeah. So, let's um, let's move on to some of the other parts of these, these, this movie least, that least absolutely movie. shined. The fucking gore in this movie, amazing. The blood, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like everything. I don't know. I just I just love this movie as a whole. I really um, did. The 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 first I'm I'm rewinding back to like like the first <gasps> the first transition. Oh, so they it's so in lieu of the in lieu of the the killer trees, the rapey trees in this movie, they did cables from inside of a uh, uh, uh um, elevator. an elevator car mm-hmm. so she gets strung up oh the the arm break like it's fucking it's gnarly mm-hmm. when she first comes back into the in, into the apartment there's something it's it, it, it's it's on par with a person with their with their back turned yeah because that freaks me out the silhouette of a person, especially a person who's like standing all 
askew. Nelly yeah, like just fucking <laughs> like there's something wrong with you, you know? Sure. When she she did like she did such a great job in this role physically, like just like just being creepy, like in her posture sure. and the way she moved and stuff like that. It, it was so disturbing looking disturbing disturbing like when when the kids first turn the corner and she's standing and you just see her silhouette in the door and then she like she goes to walk but it's almost like her hips dislocated yeah it's it's super weird and then like everything kind of cracks back into place and she walks in and she completely ignores all of them and when she goes into the uh into the kitchen and starts like cooking eggs for no apparent reason I love how the eggs have blood in them. Yeah, the eggs are like all bloody and shit. Like suddenly start rotting. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And like, and then she just like starts speaking calmly to them. Oh God, it's fucking creepy, isn't? Yep. And she's. I had this even before this though. I had this wonderful dream. I like how they they turned the um the reel to reel player into vinyl. Yeah, that was I cool. Liked that. I liked that, that a cool. lot. That was very smart because it wasn't quite like, oh, that's an MP3 of them doing this, right? Yeah. Like he was still sort of old school, still this and that. Like I liked that a lot, right? Because in the other uh, Evil Dead movies, everybody, everybody in those movies know how knows how to work a reel to reel, which most people nowadays nowadays wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning of this movie, they set up that Danny is a DJ, so he knows how to play vinyl he's scratching on records Mm -hmm. early in the early in the uh in the movie and stuff so when he finds the necronomicon early in the movie he also finds several vinyls yeah and takes them back up to the takes them back up to his room and he plays three of them one or two oh he plays he plays 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 one of them and then on the second one, excuse me, on the second one, the actual words are spoken. Yep. That that causes the. the it's not actually that. It's though, not is that. It? No, it's yeah. not that. It's something else. But yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a cool update. I really like that. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um. And w- the what the hell is happening? She she goes down because was she trying to take the elevator down? How did that? No, she was trying to. Uh, she was going down to laundry. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the 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 evil dad fucked her up in the elevator and brought her back upstairs. Yeah. And that's when that's when everything started. Yeah. There is um the the gore on this movie, like I said, is insane. The the blood <clears throat> the blood gags were nuts. There was a really awesome The Shining gag with the elevator opening that was full <laughs> blood. That was really cool. Um, I read some articles where people were pissed about that. Why? I was like, fuck why yourself. Why? Go people were like, oh, yeah. how dare they touch the legacy of The Shining? Come on, come on. <laughs> um, I like the fact that there was more than one deadite. In the, in the previews for the movie, we only thought that it was the mother that turned. Yeah. I love the fact that like the, the oldest daughter turned. I did not expect that. And I kind of love the fact that it was a tattoo needle with her own blood is what turned her. She didn't get bit. She didn't get stabbed. She didn't get whatever. It was like a blood transfusion. Oh yeah, which was, I thought, I, which I thought she, was kind of cool. She stabbed it into her own temple first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gnarly. I didn't I thought, even think about yeah, that. Yeah. So it was, so it was like her blood went into her daughter's yeah. face, and that's what started turning her. And it and it makes sense too because of what 
it, like the messaging throughout the movie about like family sticking together and stuff yep. like that. Sure. Like she even, you know, the like when she first comes into the, I started to mention this when she first uh, comes into the kitchen. She says, "I, I had this wonderful dream about all of us where we were on this blah blah blah, blah. and then." I cut you all open so that I could crawl inside of your bodies so that we could be together forever. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. But it's oh, like... Why did my voice just pop? <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. There we go. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's actually that's actually a really good point, though. I didn't even think about that. Like, she literally infused her with her own blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so uh, what was her name? What was that daughter's name? Uh, that was uh, Bridget. Bridget. Yeah. So Bridget was the first one to turn. Yep. Now and that was when we when we saw the when we saw the, <laughs> we're both cracking when, when we saw the trailer for this movie we were like we were like oh it looks like they didn't really pull back on murdering children in this movie and, good and they <laughs> and they didn't they really didn't I was I got I got two I got two. Uh, because I'm a dad, and because I'm, and because I have a daughter that's probably roughly around the same age as the little girl in this movie. Sure. I was like, if you fuckers kill off that <laughs> tiny, cute little baby, I'm gonna be so pissed off. But I mean, when you go into the movie, you kind of get the sense that because she's kind of a badass, this little girl. Yeah. You're like, yeah, she's gonna be fine, I think, and she does end up being fine. But like, there was some pretty harrowing shit. Uh, but also, she was a stupid little kid. Like the part where she goes up to the eye hole and uh, oh, she opens the door for her mom. Who well, clearly this... is God uh, a dead fucking deadite bitch behind the door. Um, uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, Alyssa Sutherland. L. Ellie. In that moment, though, I love that scene when the little girl looks out the 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 the. What the hell do you call that? The people. keyhole? The, the people. people. When she looked out and she was sitting like cross-legged across the hall and there was like a dead 10-year-old boy next to her. And there's still like this childhood innocence in the little girl where she's like... And there's still this like childhood innocence in this little girl where she's like, "Oh, it's it's still my mom," and yeah. the mom starts to talk to her, and she's like, it, "That that part was so fucking creepy because she she looks just destroyed, right? Oh yeah, she looks awful, but she still has this like kind of sweet demeanor to her, mm -hmm. and she's like, "So just open up, sweetie pie." Yeah, and the little girl, you're like, "Get your hand off the lock, you <laughs> stupid prick." Um, that was, that was cool. I, they kind of gave, mama, come on. they kind of gave that, you can't blame her for they, it. They kind of gave that part away in the I, trailer. I actually which, will say that the trailers probably gave away a little bit too much. Yeah. It was a bit overdone. I am happy though, that they didn't spoil the fact that there was more than one deadite and there's a lot more than one deadite. Yeah. Um, cause in the, in the trailers, it's only the mom and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I loved the part where so there's a couple other characters. There's the old guy that lives next door. There's also another family that lives down the hall, um, or at least a dad and like his two kids, basically. I'm assuming or brothers, maybe. Uh, brothers. Little, I little, thought they were little probably brothers. brothers. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
the point is there's a couple more people that live on uh, in the same uh, hallway. They all are pretty much just cannon fodder for the movie. But I like the fact that there was more than one because there's a scene at the end where they're all lying dead in the hallway and yeah. the survivors are running down the hall and they all start to wake up and they're like, dead by dawn, dead. Like that was one of the really cool callbacks to the, to evil dead and evil dead Two that mm-hmm. like, I thought really, really worked and made it feel like an evil dead movie. Like, mm-hmm. like these are things that the deadites would say, like even the I'll swallow your soul part, even though that was, directly ripped from the original movies it worked because it was the deadites saying it right mm-hmm. so you if they're the same it's the, if it's the same force that is possessing them that it what would it make was sense 30 would... years ago that makes sense yeah what i don't like is when the the characters that don't have connection to the original movies <laughs> yeah. when they start quoting lines right that's what i don't like like right. the whole um Oh, there's, come, there's two come, come and get some the come get some line i hated yeah because like why would she say that that doesn't make any sense no and then there was <laughs> there was another one at the very end too um there was oh fuck i don't know there there was there's was, there was two of them it was the come get some line and there was the there's another line that she said at the end that bothered me because it's like why would why would she say those exact words Right. You know, that right. that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. That's right. more fan service than the movie needed. They could have cut that out and it would have been probably better and more you know, on the level. Yeah. If that makes sense. I think I think they could have I think they could have done one big line, like one big recognizable line. And to me, I feel like they should have done they sh- like maybe it wouldn't have fit, I don't know, but like the ki- the kind of quick cut preparation montage mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah they could have done, they feels, done something it, like that it feels like you need to throw one of those in right yeah this one didn't have it it did have the ramo cam at the very beginning yeah 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 it did have that um but but this movie kind of lives on its own legs for doing different things like like the deadite at the very end was not just a deadite it was a massive culmination of all the deadites <sighs> Into this crazy Lovecraftian arm creature yeah, thing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. It was very much a thing type creature, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's like a bunch, it's an amalgamation of three different people with random arms and legs and appendages and heads. And like, it's just very thing-like. And it was, yeah, it was thing-like and it was very much, uh, tied into what she said at the beginning of the movie after she was first possessed like i want yeah. to cut you open and crawl yeah. inside your bodies and yeah there's a like foreshadowing yeah that's what this was like so we can become one there's also if you play <clears throat> you played limbo right oh yeah did you play inside yet not yet no okay well spoiler alerts there's a creature like that at the end of the oh at the end of the fun. game it's so fun cool. um i think at the end of the day though we got a new Evil Dead movie in 2023, and honestly, it worked. I, I loved it. I really they picked, did. They picked the right director. They picked the right story. And I think that if they're going in the direction that we have, you know, thought of over the past hour or so, you know, with there being three books now, they can take those three books and do anything with them, mm-hmm. right? In any direction, because you have, you have the past franchise, you have this now, the future franchise, and then you have the remake franchise, mm-hmm. which, is it a remake? 
because there's callbacks in that movie to the original as well. Right. I still think these all exist in the same universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you could very easily bring these three movies together at some point. You can continue expanding on them individually. There is a fucking plethora of things you can do with the series now. Yeah. And if they're planning on, you know, we talked in the news, if they're planning on doing a movie every two to three years, this is ripe for the picking. Yep. I, are they all going to be amazing? Probably not. But like, <laughs> but I don't care though. It's like you're getting more of this thing that we love. Yeah. Like not every Friday the 13th movie is great, but I still love them all. Not every and, Saw movie is great. Still love still them all. Still love them all. Yeah. Not every like, Halloween movie. <laughs> it's just like, that's, why, that's why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you want more evil dead? Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm stoked I'm for absolutely it. Absolutely here for I it. I love this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was genuinely creepy and and scary mm-hmm. in certain in Sometimes, mo- yeah. certain moments. Uh the effects were awesome. The blood, the gore was awesome. Yep. Uh once again, uh, big shout out to Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sul- uh Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Very similar last names. Um breakout performances by both of them in terms of like this genre. You know, these types of movies that they're both amazing. Also, Nell Fisher, like the three of them were gold. Yeah. Absolute fucking gold. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much all I got. I think for so too. Evil Dead Rise. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, what are you waiting for? Would we consider this episode a Rustospective? Yeah. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Well, no. Because well, cause we did the first four movies in one episode a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Which I wish we would have done them separately now, but it is what it I is. I don't know. Would we have to complete the Evil Dead series to... The Ash vs. Evil Dead? The Ash vs. Evil Dead to like fully do the rest of Spective? I think that's really all we have left. It is. Right? Until next time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Go see this movie. It was awesome. Yes. It was worth it. It was fun. Just yeah, a, go. It's a it's a it's a fun romp at the theater. <laughs> fun romp. If you like if you like watching people <laughs> get fucking murdered and possessed and, and puking up blood and all kinds of stuff. It's and and like a gallon of watery oatmeal at one point. Yeah. Oh That's, god. That, that was fun. <laughs> Mixed with cum, sort of. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man, it was it was fun. That's I like that Friday, a lot. That's just that's just a Friday night stomach yeah. pump in a college town. <laughs> Friday, <laughs> Friday night. That might be our Friday night by the end of tonight. Who knows? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, we do have an idea for next week. We do. Um, I'm not going to announce it right now because I have to pee really bad. So we're just going to get to the end of the show. If you want to find us before next week's show, you can find us on. Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. We are also on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. We can find us at all major streaming sites. Clearly, you've already found us. So, if you've made it this far and you feel like spreading the word, which we hope that you do, because every little bit helps. Of course. Um, this week, based on the fact that it was an Evil Dead movie and it's dead things and it's this and that, you know what? Go find your local witch. Yeah. Your local every, witch. Every every community has a witch, right? <laughs> they do. That's true. It's true. Yeah. Whether they be a psychic, whether they be like a Reiki specialist or you know, 
They're hidden witches everywhere. Or or Find the them. or the lady who lives at the end of the block who you mistakenly take her saying the cats out of the bag now as her keeping cats in bags mm. when you were caught stealing her boysenberries and you think she's a witch for years and then one day she invites you into her house and it turns out she's just a really nice old lady. Is that from something? Yeah, it's from my real life. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell that bitch. <laughs> Go tell her to come check us out. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. All right, James. All right, Adios, Michael. Sir. Cheers, it's bud. Been, it's been real until uh, Til three next... years from now where there's another new Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Uh, if this was Evil Dead Rise, I can't wait for Evil Dead Sink. What? It's going to be Evil Dead like under underwater. <laughs> okay. I'm into, I'm into it. Evil Dead Fall. Or I was evil... thinking Evil Dead Fall. Oh, oh yeah, Rise of Evil Dead Fall. When it's literally just like everybody takes a break because it's a nice fall day. <laughs> everybody has a nice cider and puts on their favorite scarf. And they fall down a rabbit hole to the center of the earth. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye.